So if voters want to keep the single used plastic bag law on the books, they would vote yes. Uh, we think the majority of California voters will vote no and reject this law and this bill that was passed in 2014 as a special interest giveaway in Sacramento. Welcome back to Upvote California, a podcast for California voters. This episode is part of our 2016 California Proposition series, where we focus on each proposition on the ballot and bring on experts to discuss both sides of the issue. I'm your host, Brian Atwood. Today's episode is about Proposition 67, the Plastic Bag Ban Veto, which would uphold the new state law to ban single-use plastic bags across California. We're fortunate today to have two experts representing both sides of the issue. We'll be interviewing Stephen Maviglio from the Yes on 67 campaign to talk about the supporting side, and John Barrier, spokesperson for the American Plastic Bag Alliance, which is leading the campaign against Prop 67. We start each episode with a brief summary and some key facts. In 2014, California passed a law to prohibit stores from giving out single-use plastic bags and making stores charge a few cents for other types of bags. Prop 67 is a referendum on that law, which means that citizens must vote yes for the law to go into effect. Supporters say vote yes so that the single-use plastic bag law will be enacted so that California can reduce litter, protect the environment, and lower cleanup costs. Opponents say vote no, as it is a $300 million hidden tax that goes to grocers as extra profit. This is a pretty straightforward one to understand. You would vote yes if you'd like to ban grocery stores across the state from giving out those single-use plastic bags at checkout. These are the thin type of plastic bags they give you when you buy something at a grocery store. It doesn't ban them from giving out other types of bags like paper bags or uh, the thicker type of plastic bags you're supposed to use multiple times. It does require them, however, to charge 10 cents for those bags. A lot of you are saying, isn't this how it already is? Well, that's because about 150 municipalities across California have already passed these laws. So if you live in San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Jose, it's already the case that grocery stores can't give out those single-use plastic bags, the thin ones. And that's about 40% of the population. So this proposition and, and the bill behind it says that we want to take those local laws and make it statewide. So no grocery stores can give out those bags in the state. To give you an idea of the number of plastic bags we use in California, it's about 15 billion per year, and that's about 400 bags per Californian. So I mentioned earlier that this is a referendum. What does that mean, and how did this get on the ballot? In 2014, the governor signed Senate Bill 270. That's a statewide carryout bag law. Shortly after, the American Plastic Bag Alliance, which represents a group of plastic bag manufacturers, launched the campaign to get enough signatures so a referendum is placed on the ballot. So a referendum means that voters need to vote yes so that the bill will become law. So let's take a look at campaign financing. There's various Yes on 67 PACs, and they've raised about $3.5 million in support of this proposition, with the largest donations coming from grocery stores like Safeway and other grocery associations. On the opposing side, the American Plastic Bag Alliance has raised about $6 million with the largest donations coming from plastic bag manufacturers like Novalex's Hylex Poly. For the reasons you might want to support or oppose this proposition, we turn over to the interviews with our guests. 
We want to welcome Stephen Maviglio to the podcast today to talk about the supporting side for Proposition 67. Stephen served three terms as an elected member of the New Hampshire House of Representatives and is now a political consultant based in Sacramento. Stephen worked on the California versus Big Plastic campaign and is currently a spokesperson for the Yes on 67 campaign. Thank you for joining Upvote California, Stephen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, can you start us off with a brief explanation of Prop 67 and why you think it is important for Californians to vote yes? Uh, Prop 67 is the last measure on the ballot, and unlike any other, it is a referendum, not an initiative or an advisory measure. This is a way that we have in our California Constitution that voters need to uphold a law that's passed by the legislature and uh, signed by the governor. In September of 2014, the legislature passed and the governor signed SB 270, which put in place a statewide ban on plastic bags. It would be the first such law in the entire nation. Um, the day after that, the plastic companies, which are based in South Carolina, Texas, uh, moved to quickly put that on the ballot and spent $4 million to get voter signatures to do so. Uh, the effective date of the law, which was begin to go into effect uh, in January 1st of 2015, has been delayed, and that has resulted in upwards of 20 billion, would it be, more plastic bags being distributed into California's environment because of the plastic companies' move. The, the vote on a referendum is yes to uphold the law and no to overturn it. So if voters want to keep the single-use plastic bag law in the books, they would vote yes. If they want to get rid of it, they'd vote no. Okay. Um, I guess at a little bit of a high level, and this may be an obvious question for a lot of people, but um, why, why should these single-use plastic, single plastic bags be banned? Uh, do, you, do you have any information about just the environmental impact of those? Well, there's a variety of reasons. Uh, they are a major contributor to killing marine wildlife in particular. For example, sea turtles think they're jellyfish and they consume them and die or get strangled like many seabirds do. Uh, in addition, the bags have a, a life of thousands of years. So even when they aren't eaten, they are going to our watersheds and are broken up into tiny, tiny pieces. And those are eaten by fish and other animals. Uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, the Ocean Conservancy, the, the folks that do the cleanup of our coast, the Save the Bay and Heal the Bay in California report this is always one of their top five things they pick up on the beach. And then there's other downsides. For example, when they're putting in the recycling mix, uh, our county and city recycling companies tell us they jam up their recycling machines and have to shut them down, and that costs taxpayers money. And, of course, there's the obvious. They're all over the place. Uh, fences around landfills are usually erected not to keep things out, but to keep these kind of plastic bags from flying away. And if you ever go near any city or county landfill, you will find them everywhere because they're so lightweight, so flimsy, that you just fly out of landfills. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge environmental damage from this, but there's also lots of taxpayer costs and other reasons that these should be banned. And that's why many countries around the world have done this and hundreds of cities across the country, including 151 different jurisdictions in the state of California who have now have local bans. Right. I live in San Francisco, and they've banned those here. Um, can you talk about what we've learned as a, as a state from those municipalities that have already banned it? What kind of effects have we seen from that, those bans? Well, universally, they work. Um, they're heavily supported by 
uh, voters in the communities where they have them. And our polling and independent polling has showed 10% higher approval ratings for the statewide ban in communities that have them because people can literally see the difference when these laws take effect. Uh, a survey in San Jose found upwards of 60 and 70% reductions in litter in the number of bags being drained, uh, uh, stopping up their drain water, uh, stormwater drainage. Uh, and there's, you know, the very obvious effects on marine wildlife as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, the opposition, I think one of their largest arguments is that they're saying that this is a, an effective tax increase of $300 million um, that goes to California grocers because of this, uh, the $0.10 cent fee on these bags. Can you um, talk about this charge to consumers and, and kind of based on what we've seen from other municipalities, um, you know, how, how can we expect um, what we should be paying and, and how should we think about that? Well, the reason the grocers uh, finally came around and supported this after uh, all these laws were literally put on uh, municipal ballots by moms and school children and, and coastal advocates, because it began to make sense for them to have a uniform statewide ban rather than trying to have uh, one store on one side of the street that has a ban and the other store on the other side of the street that doesn't. It just makes a lot of sense for business. And that's why most of the state's business groups are supporting this environmental measure, which you don't see too often. In terms of the cost, uh, I happen to be on the board of directors of an independent grocery store. Uh, these bags cost us 11 cents. So even when we sell them for 10, we're losing a penny. Our paper bags cost us up to 14 cents. So we're losing 4 cents on a paper bag. What happens is the number of people that use bags at all drop by about 90%. They either bring their own bag, which is really what this bill is all about, encouraging that, or don't use a bag at all. Gone are the days when you'd get a pack of gum and somebody at the CVS would put it in a, in a single-use plastic bag that you'd have for 12 seconds before you threw it in the trash. Those days are gone in 151 communities. A half the state is used to this. They know it works. They know these uh, chicken little arguments from the out-of-state plastic companies are irrelevant. Uh, there is no big profit margin at all for a grocery business when it comes to these bags because you've got to remember when they were given away for free, the cost of those bags went into food costs. So now they don't have that problem, and we're not subsidizing the cost of those bags to Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to ask you one final question. There's there's two propositions related to plastic bags 65 and 67, um, and there's some confusion about what's going to happen if both of those are passed. Um, can you talk about how these are related and um, clarify that, that confusion? Yeah, and, you know, you hit the magic word there. Both of these measures were put on the ballot by the plastic bag. Uh, industry And one of them you should vote no on, which is 65, and the other you should vote yes on, which is 67. Uh, hence the confusion, uh, where voters are being told two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the name of the game. That's why they did it. This is not because the, gross, the plastic industry cares too much about the environment. It's because they want to confuse voters. Uh, the San Jose Mercury News called this, quote, perhaps the most deceptive initiative in the history of California, and that says a lot, unquote. So that's what, why there's two on the ballot, and that's why it's confusing. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I just kind of want to wrap this up and be respectful of your time. Uh, voters have a lot of issues to decide on this election. There are 17 statewide propositions, tons of local propositions for everybody. When they go into the ballot box, oh, sorry, the uh, the voting booth, and they see Prop 67 on the ballot 
What's the key thing that you want them to remember? <laughs> well, first of all, remember it's there because it's the very last one, and there's typically <laughs> a drop-off of almost 20% from the first one to the last one. Uh, this is the only environmental measure on this year's ballot. Uh, it's the most important because it verifies and upholds the ability of, of the governor and legislature to pass a law without it being hijacked by out-of-state special interest. It actually puts the law in place, so the ban will move forward uh, if you get a yes vote on it, and we're optimistic that will happen based on the overwhelming support for the law in the communities around the state that has it. All right, that's great. Anything you want to say to listeners that want to learn more or get involved? Is there a website that they can go to? Yes, we have all social media accounts starting with our website, which is caesun67.com. Our Twitter handle is caesun67. And we also have Instagram accounts as well. Okay, great. Stephen, we want to thank you for your time today. We appreciate you being on Upvote California. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Now let's switch over to the interview to talk about the opposing arguments for Prop 67. Today we are happy to welcome John Barrier to Upvote California to talk to us about the opposing side of Proposition 67. John is a spokesperson for the American Progressive Bag Alliance, which is leading the campaign against the proposition. John has been on several other media outlets to talk about this issue, so we are fortunate that he's joining the podcast today. Welcome to Upvote California, John. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, can you start off by briefly explaining uh, Prop 67 to our listeners and why it is important for Californians to vote no? I'm happy to. Prop 67 is a referendum on a piece of legislation that was passed in 2014 uh, that was a statewide ban on recyclable plastic retail bags uh, and also included a mandated minimum 10 cent fee on paper bags and also uh, what are ostensibly thicker versions of the bags that they're being uh, that are being banned under the law, uh, five times thicker versions, and they are they qualify as reusable under this law. Uh, so that law has been on hold uh, when the industry uh, gathered 800,000 signatures shortly after its passage. Uh, to put this uh, to voters. So in this year's election, voters will have an opportunity to reject with a no vote uh, Prop 67 or SB 270 as it was uh, when it was going through the legislature, uh, or they can vote yes to to affirm that. And our um, position obviously asserts a no vote uh, for the following reasons. One is that this bill was never really about the environment. Um, banning or taxing plastic retail bags uh, does not have any meaningful benefit for the environment, particularly when it comes to reducing waste or litter, because this particular product is only about 0.3% of the waste stream, according to the United States Environmental Protection Agency. And anywhere litter has been studied, plastic retail bags usually come in around 1% of the litter total. So that's a um, very small, infinitesimal percentage of overall waste and litter. And by banning this particular product, you're not going to have a meaningful effect of reducing things overall on the waste or litter side. Uh, we also are speaking up for the 25,000 jobs across the country, including nearly 2,000 in California, that are supported by the plastic bag manufacturing and recycling industry. And those jobs are under threat when legislation uh, is passed to ban 
the product that these hardworking you know, men and women around the country uh, make. And third of all, and perhaps the most egregious uh, when it comes to the details of this legislation, is the amount of money that retailers and grocers in the form of the California Grocers Association, their lobbying arm, uh, sought to make off of the passage of this legislation under the guise of environmentalism. If this bill goes into law statewide, it will make hundreds of millions of dollars every year in new profits for grocers and for corporations instead of any of that money going to a public benefit and toward to an environmental purpose. So for all of the reasons why this legislation passed in a typical Sacramento special interest giveaway, and also because it does not uh, have any facts or data or science to back up any environmental benefit, and because it's a threat to an American manufacturing industry that, like so many other American manufacturing industries, is under threat uh, by you know government in this country and by competition from outside of this country. We're urging Californians to vote no. Uh, and ultimately, on Election Day, uh, we think the majority of California voters will vote no and reject this this law and this bill that was passed in 2014 as a special interest giveaway in Sacramento. I appreciate that very thorough explanation. I was going to actually talk to you about the environmental impact because I think that's sort of the biggest concern for voters. So I, um, I was going to ask you what that impact is, and it, it sounds like your position is it's it's very minimal um, compared to you know what else we could be doing. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is where the proceeds from these bags go. The No on 67 campaign will say the proceeds shouldn't go to the grocers, they should go towards the environment. And I wanted to get your thoughts on Prop 65, which is another proposition on the ballot that says that bag profits should go instead towards the environment. So can you give us a brief overview on that? Prop 65 uh, is also on the ballot uh, this fall and is a very straightforward, probably the most straightforward ballot measure out of the 17 uh, that voters are going to have to take a look at. Uh, And all it says is that if Prop 67 passes uh, and the statewide bag ban goes into law, if if voters also choose to vote yes on 65 in the majority, then all of the money, the hundreds of millions of dollars each year that grocers lobby for in the state of California, uh, and that will come out of the pockets of uh, customers at the checkout line, all of that money will, instead of being collected and kept by corporations, will go to a, an environmental fund managed by the California Wildlife Conservation Board. And that money will be used to deal out grants for worthy environmental programs like drought mitigation, wildlife, <clears throat> habitat restoration, uh, parks, cleanups, so legitimate uh, public purposes, legitimate environmental purposes. If Prop 665 uh, does not pass, then that means that the multi-hundred million dollar special interest giveaway that really pushed the statewide bag ban through the legislature at the end of the day um, due to the special interest lobbying of the California Grocers Association and their union partner, um, all of that money will instead be kept by these corporations. So uh, if, if the bag ban is affirmed by voters... They have two choices, you know, essentially with these two different ballot measures. One is they may want to vote yes on a bag ban. They may believe that is uh, something that they'd like to see in the state of California. But w- what we know from research is that 82% of California voters 
when they know where the money goes on this, this type of statewide law, they're outraged and they overwhelmingly want the money to go to a public purpose. So Prop 65, the yes vote on Prop 65 is the way to do that. It's the way to send a message to Sacramento and it's a way to actually ensure that the statewide bag ban will have some meaningful environmental benefit because the money will actually go to environmental programs. Otherwise, SB 270 is just another special interest giveaway under the guise of environmentalism. Okay. Um, and I know we're um, going to talk about Prop 65 in a little bit more detail, but I, I think it's good to bring it up now. So thanks for that. And, and I wanted to ask you one more thing about that. Um, there is a little bit of confusion um, with if both 67 and 65 um, pass. Can you can you elaborate that, or um, will um, is it, is it possible that um, sixty five sort of overturns sixty seven in some cases, or um, or anything about what happens if they both pass? No. So the uh, the intent and the language on the ballot uh, for Prop sixty five, and obviously the referendum. Uh, Prop 65 is very clear. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. It says that if a statewide uh, law, in effect, that bans plastic bags and also puts fees on other bags mm -hmm. uh, that are given away at the checkout, that the money collected under those under that law will go to this state program, these, this California Wildlife Conservation Board, um, and these, this environmental fund uh, for those public purposes that I outlined earlier. Uh, the only relationship between those two measures is, in fact, that, that if that one passes on the 67 side and 65 also passes, that the money will be redirected and insured to go to a public purpose, to the environmental fund. Okay, great. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, I want to wrap up this episode, but um, and, and I do this in the same way. Um, voters have a lot of issues to think about on this election. There's 17 statewide uh, ballot measures in San Francisco. We've got 25. I know in, in every city there's there's tons. So a um, lot on their mind when they head into the, the, the polls, they see Prop 67 on the ballot. What's the key thing that you want them to re remember? Voters need to understand that Prop 67, uh, a no vote on Prop 67, is rejecting business as usual and special interest giveaways in Sacramento that dealt hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenues and new profits to members of the California Grocers Association under the guise of an environmental bill that ultimately is not going to have a significant, meaningful impact on the environment. So rejecting Prop 67 with a no vote uh, ensures that special interests that lobbied in Sacramento to get hundreds of millions of dollars off the backs of their customers is not going to pass and will not go into law. And we encourage voters uh, to vote no, and we also encourage them to look into the facts about this particular proposition and also the impact it's going to have on California manufacturing jobs, which is significant with a uh, workforce that's almost 2,000 people strong in the state that make this product. Okay, and um, you mentioned looking into the facts. Is there um, any way for listeners to learn more? Is there a website they can go to to learn more about this? We would certainly encourage uh, we would certainly encourage everybody to read into the details in their ballot pamphlets and the voter guides. Um, but you could also go to sayyeson65.com, and in there is a section on uh, Proposition 67 that is is very clear and lays out some of the information that I just mentioned. 
Great. Thank you so much for your time today, John. We appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you. That wraps up our episode on Proposition 67. We thank you for listening. Supporters of Prop 67 can take a look at CAYESON67.com. If you want to learn more about the opposing viewpoint, take a look at SayYesON65.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Upvote Podcast or on our website, UpvoteCalifornia.com. Thanks again for listening. See you at the polls.